Hi everyone, I'm Nick Kirkenmeister from Heartland Wines and we're here with you today to talk about some of the exciting businesses that are right here in your own backyard of the Nord, Paynham and St Peter's Council area. So I'm lucky enough today to be joined by Ketter from Stonecrop and I also have right here on my right hand side, that's left as you're looking at me, Will from OR. TC. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be here. All right, I'm going to start by just kicking off. I think we're just going to tell you what we do and where we are, and then we'll see where this conversation goes. So I'm Heartland Wines, and we are opposite the Nord Oval, and we make wines from Langhorn Creek, Cracking Reds. But I'm probably the uh, least uh, multifaceted person sitting at this table because I'm about to ask Ketta where she is and what she does. This might take some time. Well, <laughs> um, I'm Ketta from Stonecrop Plants and Accessories and Banksia Boutique in Hackney. Um, our Hackney store is our newest store. We have another store um, on Goodwood Road that we started about four years ago. Cumberland Park, yeah? Yes, yeah, Cumberland Park. Um, so the Hackney store is meant to be our expansion to just the plants. We now offer a bit of fashion, furniture, jewellery, gifting, all of that. <laughs> and where in Hackney are you? So we're on um, Richmond Street, so where the old Hackney Hotel was. Yeah. Down that street, everyone knows as sort of the thoroughfare to get through to the avenues. You know you're South Australian when you guide people by where pubs used to be. Yeah. <laughs> You've nailed it. Now, I, I, I've always associated you with, with indoor plants in yes, particular, yeah. but there is a lot more to what you did. And you mentioned accessories and, and I think jewellery is part of it yeah, now. How yeah. did that come about? Well, I just wanted to diversify a little bit. I um, I obviously love plants and we're still very much um, a plant store um, because of the services that we offer as well um, with our styling um, and horticulture services. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, I had the opportunity to expand a little bit. There was a market for it. Um, I think I have a good eye and, you know, <laughs> I just well, wanted clearly to... Clearly people agree yeah, with you. Yeah, I just so. wanted to expand on that and see where it um, took us. And when um, we found out, we call it the church, um, the building in Hackney um, became available for lease. Um, I had to jump on it, not only because it's such a beautiful historic building, it's just... It's so close to where um, my first job was and that was at the pub, you know, when I was 15 so many years ago. So I felt like it was just the perfect spot to, you know, kind of go full circle and, and expand on the dream. I, I feel like our little neighbourhood really attracts these vital and evolving businesses. And, of course, I'm right here with Will from ORTC and I don't think there could be a clear example of a great South Australian success story. I nearly got that right. Well, give us a little bit of background as to where your business came from and where you are now and what's happening. Very kind. Thanks for the kind words. Um, so I'm from OITC Clothing, um, proudly South Australian um, established and we're, we're based here. Um, so about six years ago, uh, my business partner, Charlie Hender and I um, started a little accessories label called OITC Man, sort of in that 21st season where we're going to events and sort of, um, yeah, just sort of kicking around at uni and sort of um, didn't have much direction at the time. We sort of identified uh, a bit of a gap in the market. We're sort of, everyone's going to these events and wearing their dad's tyres or, you know, sort of daggy accessories. And we sort of thought, hey, that could be a bit of, you know, 
a fun business to start. So I had a contact um, with one of my old bosses actually who had a contact overseas. Um, so we thought, oh, let's, let's try and make some tires. So we had no, no business experience, um, no design experience. We had no idea really. <laughs> um, so we got a picture off Google of a beautiful raffler and tire um, and sent this to some friends overseas um, to, to make a sample. So we paid the money. I'm very excited. So it was a, it was, I remember it was a navy tire with a, like a really nice red and white stripe through it. So we sent that off um, to get them to make the sample. And then sure enough, about a month later, very excited, sent with FedEx, got this, this, this package thinking um, uh, we're going to be away here and it arrived. It was a black polyester tie <laughs> um, with, a, with, a, with a silver and red stripe. And we sort of like looked at each other and went, oh, we've got this wrong. <laughs> so like that was sort of like initially it was like, all right, we're going to sort of, um, we're going to learn a few things here. Um, so anyway, we um, spent a few months sort of, um, getting some designs together and understanding textiles and all these sorts of things. We had no idea, you know, like um, cotton, linen, silk, um, all these different types of materials we could use for ties, which were, we were doing some pointed ties, some bow ties um, and yeah, cotton linen ties. So anyway, we got our first little range together, which was really exciting um, and started selling it through my mum's shop, which is One Rundle Trading Company. Right. So that's where the name sort of comes from. So we leveraged off her brand initially, which was, amazing sort of um you know opened some doors for us and sort of initially gave us some recognition sort of as a brand um so we yeah we started as ORTC man um which was great um sold the accessories and you know i think at this initially it was people just were just trying to support us because we're having a crack like we look back on it now and go wow like it- going from from that that i suppose slightly inauspicious beginning you've shown enormous tenacity and now we see your clothing your your products not just all around the country but all around the world yeah it's it's exciting it must be somewhat daunting though when you see these things on bondi beach or in paris it's like i mean it's cool but wow it is cool it's like and i was saying before we're having before we got obviously jumped on here everyone was saying like is it cool it is cool you never get sick of seeing it i think if if you did get sick of seeing it or think you're too cool that like you know what's the point in, in doing what you're doing like we love what we do and we're so proud of our brand so like Every time you know, I walk down the parade and see you know, a young fella wearing a hoodie or something, like, you get a kick out of it. It's, it's sweet. And Keto, thinking about how Charlie and Will got started, you and Lenny, what, what was the, the impetus to begin doing what you do now? Um, it was honestly a love for like homewares, indoor plants, all of that sort of an interior design, but um, more angling into plant styling because, you know, I started – you know, we, we both as a couple started getting really into our indoor plants. I thought, hang on, there's a gap in the market for this. And we thought, you know, we'll do like a boutique plant shop. And we've really focused on obviously quality plants, but the styling aspect more so. I think what made us sort of unique and drive us to do it is kind of the way that we set up our stores. Um, it's, I guess, very visually appealing. Um, it's easy to sort of go to you know, a hardware store and pick up a few plants, but the inspiration isn't quite there. So we just wanted to sort of, I guess, create a marketplace where all of that is set out for everyone and inspire people. I mean, I love, love red wine, so I make red wine. That's pretty simple. But it seems that for both of you, so much of what you've managed to accomplish has also been about good timing, that mm. uh, indoor plants are now a vital part yeah. of most thinking 
person's interior yeah. design. Yeah. It wasn't always that way. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, if you look back at history, I think a lot of indoor plants were around in sort of like the 70s, 80s, you'd see that, but then they sort of disappeared for a while. It did um, come back into the groove um, and kind of boomed around the time of COVID as well. I mean, we were all stuck at home and, you know, looking around our homes thinking how can we better them and how can we kind of spruce it up a little bit. And, you know, lucky for us, uh, a lot of people supported us through that time and we were able to grow the business, um, you know, through providing a bit of leafy happiness. (laughs) So, yeah. And, Will, thinking about um, the work you've been doing with Charlie all this time now, and you talked about the the early looks uh, that, that that were created. But going through your range now, there's this combination of classic elegance, but also it's a little bit of funky quirky going on at the same time. How do you get that balance right? Um, it's a good question. Um, so Charlie's actually sort of more the creative director with design, so that's really Charlie's space. But like us, obviously, we both have input into that. I suppose. Um, We've tried to create a brand that's timeless and I think you got it spot on there. So, you know, like everything we do, we'd like to think is cool now, you know, and you look at it in 10 years, it's still, you know, the, the jumper might be worn and it might be nice and, you know, like almost bit not vintage, but, you know, like it, it um, it's going to be cool in the future. You know, we don't really use any like outrageous colours or outrageous designs. We really do kind of stay in our lane um, with, our, with our design and our sort of, I suppose, um, what we're trying to create. And I suppose that, you know, we, the timeless... Um, you know, quality sort of shown through our design. We talked before with Ketter about the physical space. Now, yep. where are you at the moment and where are you planning on being? Um, yes, so we have got our warehouse in Norwood, so 33 King Street, Norwood. So we've got um, all our staff are based there, um, so our offices and our dispatch. So all of our, um, our e-commerce, wholesale, everything's dispatched through there. We're rapidly growing and running out of space there, so I, I'm not sure quite how long that space is going to remain on King Street 4. We're sort of, um, it's it's getting very tight quickly. Um, we've got a little shop in our front room there. So it's sort of like a warehouse shop, which we've converted, which is great. So people can come and do click and collect. So, you know, they'll, they'll purchase online and come and collect it. We've also got a retail space in there as well. So um, that's been great for the last few years um, for people to be able to, you know, come and touch and feel mm. our products. Um, it's probably in the, you know, it's quite a small little room. It's probably not the most welcoming environment to sort of shop and browse. Um, so we're very excited to be opening a shop on the parade. Um, cool. Which I haven't told anyone yet. So that's <laughs> news to the podcast. Um, so yeah, so we're opening a, a beautiful retail space um, in the old Ecola site. Right. Yep. Um, and so yeah, we've just, just signed the contract, got the keys. It's got a few months of works um, to happen uh, and hopefully open in mid-September. And for those who don't know where Eccola is, we're talking about the Nord Oval end of the parade, yeah, not correct. far from where that is now. Yeah. I believe it's 66 of the parade. I probably should check that. Um, <laughs> but, I've, yeah, I know where it is. Well, I think that's a very good start, Will. Uh, Kato, there is one other question that's just been burning in my mind. We talked about uh, the, the classic nature of what Will and Charlie do at ORTC, but clearly – at Stonecrop, there's an evolution, particularly with the indoor plants and the styling and what people are looking for in their home. Is this a seasonal thing? Is this an annual thing? How often are you seeing things change? How quickly do you need to evolve what your business does? I think, I don't know. I mean, I think there's always a need, well, for the four years that we've been doing it, there's always a need for plants. People come to us um, wanting 
our services, so styling their homes with plants or their businesses, things like that. So I guess we've evolved in getting really good at doing that side of things as well Um, and the support through um, teaching people how to care for their plants and um, we do have repeat customers because because of that as well. So um, being able to teach people um, so that they come back, you know, and if they have some bad luck with their plants or things like that. So I don't know, I guess... Um, for us, yeah, and evolving in another direction would be like offering more. So like I said, kind of just offering more of what we sell and doing banks. Yeah, we had the space, the clothing, sorry. Um, we had the space in the building to to expand that. So I've sort of separated the plants and the fashion. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Without butting in, I mean, I've, I've bought plants off Keta <laughs> and like it's, it's actually really nice to go there and buy something and, you know, have it explained to you how to look after it and, sort of like it's reassuring like you know if you go to and just buy a plant off the shelf you sort of you're on your own we'll edit out that brand yeah later, yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. So it was better to swear oh. well oh no oh. the i mean we're, we're coming to you today from reform distilling which is another fantastic local business exemplary gins and it's a great little space here on little rundle so we're all outside our day-to-day comfort zones but Keta, this is pretty normal for you you're part of what you do is actually going in and consulting with either private people or with businesses about what they might have. I mean, we're here at Reform and I'm seeing the, we've got some plants here as well. Amazing. It's just everywhere, right? Yeah, so yeah. It, how much of, of, of that is important for what you're doing? Uh, a lot. Um, I am, I'd say that I'm only in the shop about two days a week now because I'm, I'm out, um, I, I call it on the road um, a lot, just uh, consulting, doing installations, that honestly is that's my sort of passion through the business as well. So I, as as much as I love being in the shops and being with the girls and it's, it's such a nice energy in there, um, I get to really follow sort of a few passion projects of mine and and meet amazing people and businesses and be invited into people's homes and really like help them kind of transform. Absolutely, there. and I think that that really is the core of what we're talking about today. There is so much vibrant activity right here in what everyone thinks are these green leafy suburban suburbs there's so much vitality so much going on that you need to be aware of whether it's reform distilling just around the corner doing stunning gins my absolutely brilliant red wines or talking to Keta, talking to Lenny about all these fantastic opportunities to rework what you have inside your own space or maybe for now, going online and having a look at what ORTC are creating in your very own backyard, changing worldwide fashion, and looking forward to checking out the new space when that's available on the parade, and of course, popping down to Hackney to see what Ketter's up to. Uh, Will, Ketter, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely brilliant to meet you both. And guys, you know what you have to do? Go out and find out what's happening in your own backyard. Thanks again. Goodbye.